It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. Nerd! What's up, my nerd? I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the station manager for LTN Radio. I'm a third race for of and a very Bob. And I'm Mo, the shorter yet louder, and some might even say smarter counterpart what? of the back row. I'm a wife, mom, super fan of all things friends. You know what? It's all right if I messed up my intro because today's not about me. Today, we're asking Mo anything. Uh, just like in the last episode we were able to come out with, uh, I was in the hot seat. Today's show is going to be laid back as we learn Mo about Mo. We've learned Mo. Oh, I get it. (laughs) 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 So for this, we took to our our new Discord channel. You can find it at Back Row Discord. It's the Back Row Buds, backrowdiscord.com. A lot of our our friends that uh, we have made through Love Thy Nerd and uh, through, like, playing games like Among Us and all that, they, they... interact with us on Twitch, all kinds of stuff, and they have presented us with several questions uh, to present to Mo today. So, are you ready? I'm ready. So we're just going to I don't really right like in. Q&A kind of things, i got to <laughs> tell you, because I always feel like, uh, I don't know, there's all this pressure. There's a lot of pressure, yeah. The whole show is on you. <laughs> Whether or not this is a good show or not is dependent solely on your answers. So this is how I am beginning the last month of being 35. Officially, one month until my birthday. That's right. That's Uh right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. One month left of relevancy. Oh, no. I lost that. Oh, so it is 18 to 35. Okay. It's 36 when you lose the relevancy. Right, right, right. 18 to 35 is the main demographic. (laughs) Okay. All right. Here we go. (laughs) The first question is going to be an easy one. Mm. What was Topher like as a child? I mean, he is still a child. <laughs> but as a little child. As a little child. Um, what you know and love now is what he was like as a child. I feel, yeah, I feel like he hasn't changed all that much. He really hasn't. And, you know, for some Which kids. Which is not a that, bad thing. I was going to yeah, say, for some yeah. kids, that can be a bad thing. You know, mm-hmm. they're 16 years old and haven't changed since they were two. Whoa. Um, but no, Topher has always been very mature. I've always said that he's an old soul. He's very mature, um, likes things that are past his time, past his generation. He's very responsible. Um, he's very sensitive. He's my all around, like, high achiever, <laughs> good child. He definitely has his struggles, but he's he's a good kid. He's a really good kid. All right, all right. Next question. If you and I, Matt, here, uh, had to add a third host to the morning show, who would it be? Uh, Mila. <laughs> <laughs> 
Matt, Mo, and Minnie Mo in the morning. That is her, her daughter, <laughs> if you don't know. Her little daughter. How old is she now? Ten. Ten. Uh-huh. Yeah. Crazy. Yep, yep, yep. Uh-huh. All right. If you had to make a second podcast where you were the main host, mm-hmm. what would it be about? And who would you make the co-host? And the caveat was, you cannot choose me or your husband, Chris. Okay. Um, off the top of my head, the one thing that I can think is, like, uh, I don't want to say fam, well, like, family things. Like, games, um, reviews on movies, family movies, reviews on, like... Amusement parks, places that we travel, things like that. And I would probably make Topher my co-host. <laughs> I think that this was, I think, asked by him. So yeah. I think he wants you. Yeah. I think that it could That's be fun to do like a, a all-encompassing, your family could do any of these things and this is a review on it. We've done it first so that you can see how it goes kind of thing from both a parent and a child perspective. So that being said... Uh, I was asked a similar question, uh, and I came to the conclusion that Deidre and I could do a show like Finding God in the Office, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Both of these can be real. Yeah, I know. During our our break seasons. Yeah. The the two-month breaks. So I think it could be cool. Think about that for the the Christmas season break and you can make them, you know, in advance. You don't have to worry about doing them over Christmas. True. We can make it a thing. Okay. Four to eight weeks, whatever you want to do. All right. Yeah. Topher's going to be super excited. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. What, all right. Which of your kids do you see yourself most in and in what ways? Why is this like, I, this is no longer about me. This is about (laughs) Topher. This is truthfully, um, <laughs> he is the one who I, who is most like me. Yeah. He and I have a very, very similar personality and I don't know if it's because we're both the oldest kids. And so, you know, there's things that just as a family dynamic, you kind of grow into, Yeah. you know, or if it really is genetics where he is more like me, um, but at times we tend to butt heads a little more because we are so similar. Mm. And so I've had to choose to take my own expectations off of him <laughs> and just let him be him. But he is definitely the one who is most of Mo. What ways are you similar to your other kids? Uh, well, I look like Cannon. Well, Cannon looks like Cannon me. Cannon does look a lot like you. Yeah. yeah. He actually, I was lying on the couch the other day and Cannon has a thing with his nose. It's He is our vanity child. He has to have (laughs) his hair has to always be on point. He has to have name brand things. It's his struggle, but whatever. (laughs) Um, But he's always had a thing with his nose and he has my nose. Mm. He's very self-conscious of his nose. People tell him he has a pig nose. Mm. Um, It's a little button nose. But anyway, I'm laying on the couch and he comes up to me, mom, I never realized this until just now. But our nose doesn't look like a pig's nose. You know what it looks like? I said, what? He said, a mushroom. <laughs> and it does. Look. It does. <laughs> He's looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and we're both staring at each other's nose. And I'm like, it really does. <laughs> we got a mushroom on our face. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yes, he looks the most like me. Um, 
he has my temper. Cannon definitely has my temper. Mila and I are very, very, very different in a lot of ways. She is much more like Chris, which is a good thing. Hmm. She's very patient and sensitive and loving and considerate of other people and none of those things I am. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Every now and then I think she looks like me, but not, not a whole lot. Every now and then I'm like, oh. oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last question for this first segment here. Um, Now, we were a little confused. We were having a hard time remembering exactly the story. So did your parents own the store or did they run it? They they owned it for a very short amount of time. Okay, but they did own it for a brief period. Okay. Uh So... The question was, what is something unique that your parents' store taught you that you think other people just don't understand? Who asked this question? Uh, this was Thray. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> so when they had the convenience store, I was 11? Yeah. 11 to 13, somewhere in that age range. I can remember sleeping under the counter <laughs> early, early, early mornings. Yeah. Um, they had a full service, like, breakfast bar. So biscuits and sausages and bacon and, you know. So I can remember laying there sleeping while my mom was making all of the breakfast food for the people to come in. Uh-huh. Um, and this was just- a convenience store? Like, it like wasn't a gas like a station, full, yeah. It was just but they like, had a full breakfast bar? Well, think Allsup's. Like, but yeah, but everything that Allsup sells is mostly deep fried. Or, oh, yeah, no. This was... <laughs> this is, this sounds like a... This was home-baked. A country kitchen. Yeah, in, exactly. In the... <laughs> That's exactly what it was, a country kitchen. Um, And I think that was the first time that I really remember my mom working outside of the home Mm. because up until then she was a stay at home mom. She didn't have a job outside of the house. Um, and I can just remember her, my brother was little, a toddler and I can remember her waking up every day, getting us ready, taking us to the store, cooking, and then taking me to school Mm. because we would get there at like four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then she'd take me to school. So I think that might be where a lot of my work ethic has come from. Hmm. Just being able to maneuver times, work around a schedule to be able to organize and say, you know what, this has to happen at this time. Yes, it's going to be slightly inconvenient, but we can make it happen. We can make it work. So if anything, maybe that's something that I can consider taking away from it. Okay. But it didn't make you a morning person. Oh, no. (laughs) No. Because, see, I have that drive, but I prefer to wake up early in the morning and get it done. Listen, let me tell you, (laughs) I have been waking up consistently still at 6 o'clock every morning. Really? Yes. So maybe maybe. I'm turning over a new leaf. I don't know. Because Mm -hmm. of uh, working at the schools? Yeah. Is that how early you had to wake up for that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I really don't want to have to relearn that habit next school year. <laughs> so just keep it going. It is easy. It's just to yeah. keep it going. Yeah. So <laughs> at least I'm maturing in that way yeah. where I'm not like, it's summer. I'm sleeping forever. <laughs> yeah. I've, for summer, I get to add half an hour to my sleep. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. And that's if the boys will let me sleep that long. Our littlest, Johnny, just constantly finds a reason to come in at about 6.45 every morning. Yeah. No matter what we say. Like, it's okay. You don't have to come and tell us this right now. <laughs> I'm untucked. That's okay. You're awake. You don't need to be tucked back in if you're going to be awake. I'm untucked. We know you're not going to go back to sleep. <laughs> that's sweet. Yeah. Well, we get up and tuck him in, so. That's sweet. I'm untucked. <laughs> that's one of those things you'll... You'll remember yeah, forever. That's pretty adorable. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's not about me and my kid. It's about you. And we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we will continue to grill Mo. Stick around. This week in nerdy news, this is LTNN. New Line Cinema and Warner Brothers Animation is teaming up to create a show that you shall not pass on watching. A new Lord of the Rings anime called The Lord of the Rings, The War of Rohirrim, which will showcase the Battle of Helm's Deep and the events that led up to it in greater detail. No word on a release date yet, so you'll have to survive on this precious little information. Uh, very sorry. <laughs> In a cool bit of double batitude, DC Comics Batman writer Camrus Johnson has been cast in the CW's Batwoman in the role of Luke Fox, otherwise known as Batwing. This announcement came on the same day that his Batwing comic hit the store shelves. And lastly, according to Deadline, Sony TriStar Pictures is set to make an adaptation of the Hugo Award-winning book series, The Broken Earth, made up of the books The Fifth Season, The Obelisk Gate, and The Stone Sky by N.K. Jemison. And Jemison herself will be writing the film adaptation. That was This Week in Nerdy News. I'm Radio Matt, and this is LTNN. Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And today on the show, it's all about Mo. We <laughs> took to our Discord and a few other sources to get these questions to learn more about uh, 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 the other M. The other M in the show. Yeah. And uh, the first the first set of questions were, were pretty easy, I'd say. Sure. So we're going we're gonna to bump it up. Great. A couple of them are easy, but a couple of them are going to require some... <laughs> Some 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 answering here, some mm -hmm. real answering. Uh, but first up, what was it like raising a family while being a military family? Hmm. So I like to say that it's a double-edged sword for sure. It's very bittersweet because there are my kids have been able to see and experience a lot more in their lifetime than what I had experienced at their age. Um, I can remember graduating. I recently told my boys this. I remember graduating high school. Our senior trip was overseas to Europe, to Amsterdam and Paris and somewhere else. 
Well, I didn't go. My family couldn't afford it. And I can remember having that realization, you're never leaving North Carolina. You are never leaving. You are stuck here for the rest of your life. And so for my kids to have already traveled the world and seen several, several, several states, you know, and been able to mark off different um, historic landmarks and just things that a lot of people read about in books. Yeah. You know. Um, Adventures. Yeah. That is something that I think is priceless. But not being near family, not having cousins or grandparents or that kind of support system, you know, yeah. having my mom near to be able to say, we got into a car accident. Can you come sit with the other kids? You know, because that's happened before. Um that's difficult having to find our family. Yeah. And I, yeah, that's been the hard part of it for sure. But I also think that it's made us step outside of our comfort zone and realize that family can be people that you choose. It doesn't have to be biological. So, yeah. Um, I also feel like kind of like your family got a little bit of both because y'all traveled about a bunch when they were really, really young. Yeah. And then you got here, and they've still had the majority, Mila especially, the majority of their childhood in one place. Yeah. Which, you know, mm -hmm. most military families continue to move yes. throughout the entire childhood. Yeah. So you've had a little bit of stability. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit of the adventure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We've only been stationed at three different bases. Yeah. In 13 years, three bases, which that's not very common, honestly. Um, and the only time that we were overseas, the boys were very small. And then we moved back to the States when Mila was just over a year. So there are some things we'll talk about Europe sometimes. And the boys will be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And we'll show them a picture and that'll really stir their memory, yeah. you know. Um, but, of course, Mila doesn't remember. She says right. all the time, I don't remember anything about Italy <laughs> it is her biggest pet peeve of her life <laughs> that she doesn't remember anything about it. Um, but yes, this has been their home. We've been here for, it'll be nine years in August. Yeah. I was about to say it's almost 10 years. Yeah. It? Yeah. Yep. So this is home. <laughs> yeah. Better be. Oh. Uh, <laughs> all right. A couple more fun ones here. If you were a superhero, who would you be? As in, what would your name be? And what would your powers be? Mighty Mo! <laughs> you can't put your own name in it. Why? Then everyone will know who you are. No, because I'm mighty. <laughs> and in real life, I'm not so mighty. It's the whole Clark Kent thing. And I Nobody expects me have to be super mighty. strength. <laughs> and the ability to, I don't know. I don't know. What's a superpower you'd like to have, even if it doesn't help anybody else? No, this is... Fold listen, laundry by thinking I about it. I am... <laughs> that is actually a really good one. To be able to instantaneously clean my house at the drop of a thought. Yeah. I think telekinesis would be cool. Being able to move things with your mind. No, that would freak me out. Did I do that or did someone else do that? <laughs> was I thinking about shutting the door or did someone else shut the door? There, see, <laughs> this is why these kind of questions get to me because I'm too much of an analytical person. I always have like this first initial thought and then I'm like, oh, wait, that's that could that could be really bad. 
Well, it's like the. Um, I think someone said like don't the ability to not feel pain. Okay. Like physical pain. Yeah. Not necessarily that you're super strong or invulnerable, but that you can't feel pain. Well, and then, then they went through, oh, no, that's terrible. Yeah. What if you cut yourself exactly. and you're bleeding out and you don't even realize You have it? no idea that you are dying, <laughs> yeah. that you need help. If your lungs are punctured, you yes. never know. <laughs> pain is, it, it can be a good thing. Yeah, see? that? Yeah. I, <laughs> it's like a monkey's paw situation. You get what you wish for, but then you got something uh, terrible happening. Yeah. That uh, you didn't expect. Yeah. Uh, all right. What is your favorite random fact that you've learned doing the show? Okay. So, disclaimer. I looked ahead and saw this question <laughs> and immediately freaked out because I can't remember things. That's, I'll remember. You've, you've drawn out hundreds of facts, hundreds and hundreds of them. Yeah. In the. Uh, and what will happen is years. if we have a conversation about one of those things and it stirs my memory and I'm like, oh yeah, I did know that. I'll remember it. Right. But I can't just pull it out like a file. Right. You don't have a, <laughs> a top 30. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I will say I did find the one about the very first speeding ticket being eight miles an hour. Do you remember that one? Which was four times over the legal. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Speed limit at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I find that one incredibly interesting. Yeah, incredibly interesting. Because I would get a speeding ticket every day. <laughs> you can walk faster than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. All right. Uh, so heavier question now. A couple heavy questions. Do I have like one pass card? No. Oh. <laughs> Veto. Oh. <laughs> Blackball. Uh, no. Um, you can interpret this question however you wish. Okay. Where are you on your faith journey right now? Mm. Um, Georgia. In, <laughs> you said I can interpret it. In however. the early 90s, I think, is when I was first introduced to Faith Hill. And I <laughs> realized soon later that I am not at all a country music fan. So... <laughs> Faith and I have parted ways. Our journey ended long ago. <laughs> That's not the faith they mean. As quick huh? as it began. That's, yeah, that's not the faith they mean. Um, okay, so... <laughs> I like that. You're welcome. All jokes aside, I feel like our faith is constantly changing. Mm -hmm. Daily. Um, you know, circumstantial. Whatever is going on in life as our... Um, Seasons in life change. So does our faith. And that's not a bad thing. You know, our faith has to be able to be relevant to our lives and what we're going through. And if we stay kind of stagnant, then it's easy for it to become a back burner object that doesn't really have any daily value. Yeah. Um, so I feel like almost always I'm starting over on the faith journey, realizing I need to go all the way back to square one, kind of like steps mm. in, in a recovery process. You go through all the 12 steps and then where do you go from here? I'm going to turn right back around and go back to step one. I'm going to start it all the way over. Keep it fresh. Uh-huh. It's like when you read a really good book, you read it, you process it, and then you go back to page one. And start over and see what you can gain from it 
again a second time. And so I'm probably in like round, oh, 472 of my faith journey. <laughs> Learning new things every day. Um, but I will say that having teenagers now and more independent children, um, it's a different type of relationship that I have with God where it doesn't feel like I have to wake up and I have to do my devotion. I have to check this box. I have to make sure I get this all in and taken care of before the kids get up. Because if I don't do it, then, then I'm not going to be able to get to it. You know, whereas now, even if my kids are awake and I sit down on the couch to do my devotion and read, or I'm writing out things for them to see me doing that, I can now say, guys, I need you to go. I'm, you know, I'm in the middle of this and they're like, oh, okay, they get it. They respect my privacy. They respect my need for peace in that moment. But also it's an example to them that, yeah, mom makes this a daily choice. It's a daily commitment. And I kind of hope that that's an example that they can pull back from their own memory one day that, oh yeah, I remember mom sitting on the couch doing this every morning. Yeah. So <laughs> it's different, but it's uh, good. <laughs> You've answered this one before in previous shows where we've talked about this stuff, but just for clarity, how long have you been a Christian? Um, so I was saved in, I'm not good at math, in 1994. I was nine years old. Hmm. Saved in 1994, um, in June of 1994, in during a tent revival that my home church did for the entire month of June. So... Uh, do the math. However many years between nine and 35, <laughs> 24, 24 years. Wow. Not all those 24 years have been walked in faith, but <laughs> yeah, that's that when saved, I first that saved early. That just kind of messed up for a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, out of those I mean, 24 years, you know what? This is out of those 24 years. My mess up years were less than half of that. Oh, that's so, good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to pat myself on the back for that one. Nah. Uh, so the, the second part of that question is, uh, do you find that doing this radio show helps your faith in any way? Yes. 100%. How so? Um, because it's easy to, you know, when you're a member of a church or a member of a congregation, you find your people and typically those people tend to think along the same way, think along the same lines as you for the most part. And so you're never really challenged. You're mm. never really pushed out of what you believe and what you think. And yes, there are very black and white lines as far as scripture is concerned, but we've also covered a lot of those gray lines, a yeah. lot of those, you know, legalistic issues that churches like to get caught up in. Um, and we've also both made it a point to step outside of our comfort zone and truly research and search how we feel about those topics. Yeah. And there've been multiple times where I've gone into a situation thinking that I felt one way and then we've ended the conversation with me feeling differently. Yeah. Same here. So it, in that way, it's really, it has forced me to get a little uncomfortable at times and adjust my viewpoint. And I think, I think that's what God wants. He, you know, 
get uncomfortable, see things from a different perspective. You don't always know the right answer. Understand someone else's perspective. It may not be right. You may not be right. That's okay. But yeah, it's definitely that. And that's just one way that it's helped me. <laughs> it's also, it holds me accountable too. Yeah. So I can see that. Uh, but yeah, I think you're, I think you're spot on, especially with like, you know, finding a church that believes how you already believe. Mm -hmm. A lot of us tend to get complacent and just kind of, well, we'll listen to the pastor and the pastor will feed us what we have. And, yeah. and, uh, we'll, we'll just take that and we'll maybe expound on that a little bit, but we won't go any further when this has given us the opportunity to dive deeper into many topics, sometimes very tough topics mm -hmm. and, uh, develop these things ourselves, these ideas or these new thoughts ourselves, instead of just being fed them yeah. by someone else. Exactly. <laughs> Regurgitating mm -hmm. it is. Not that that's, you know, bad, uh, obviously not. You're supposed to, you know, pastors are shepherds and all that, but you're also supposed to try and work some of the stuff out yourself. Too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're not just supposed to go in blind faith of what the pastor's telling you, because pastors also can get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad you said that. Mm -hmm. I think that's good. All right. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. Mo's going to take a breather here. But when we come back, Mo answers a few more. Oh, my of your gosh. Questions. We're not done yet. <laughs> Stick around. Hey everyone, I'm Brittany Lofland, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing the movie Raya and the Last Dragon. Raya is the latest success from Disney Animation, following a long list of story-rich, beautifully animated films such as Tangled, Zootopia, and Moana, just to name a few. When the movie begins, we meet a young Raya, the titular heroine, as she trains with her father to protect the mystical dragon's gem, a remnant from the last dragon named Sisu Datu, who used all of her magic to save the people of Kumandra from the dark force that was threatening their world called the Druid. The people of Kumandra were then split into five tribes across the land and fought over the dragon's gem, as they believed it to have incredible powers, for the next 500 years. The story that unfolds from that point on is one of examination of the human heart, with a focus being on trust. Who can you trust in a divided world full of people looking to gain ultimate power? How do you learn to forgive and trust someone again after they betray you to obtain that power? These questions and more are answered in a hilarious, fun, but emotionally satisfying way with help from the spectacular voice cast of Kelly Marie Tran, Aquafina, and Gemma Chan. Raya and the Last Dragon has gorgeous animation, dynamic action sequences, and plenty of laughs centered around the heart-wrenching yet inspiring story of betrayal and forgiveness. It's a film every member of the family will love and may inspire you to become a world-saving warrior of your own. I give the movie Raya and the Last Dragon 9.5 out of 10 stars. I'm Brittany Laughland, and remember, be sure to grab your tuk-tuk before you leave the house to save the world. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And today I'm in the hot seat answering your questions in my Ask Me Anything episode. And uh, let's just get right back to these questions. We got the most so far in this segment. 
<laughs> what is one thing that you've learned in the past year that you wish you knew sooner? Hmm. I'd be willing to expound this to all the way through 2020, the whole. Oh, well, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Because it's hard to believe we're already almost halfway through 2021. Okay. Right? Well, yeah. So <laughs> this is for 2020 and 21. Okay. Um, that I can do hard things. Hmm. There's so many times, and I've talked about this before. I think I talked about it on the episode where it was, what would you tell your 15 year old self? Um, there were so many times in life where I would quit mm. and give up when things got a little bit difficult. I would just, okay, I can't, I can't not necessarily that I had already failed, but that I was afraid I was going to fail. And so in order to not fail, I would quit. Yes, I know that made no sense, but <laughs> no, I get it. That was, I my, was the exact same way. That was my thought process. <laughs> um, and in 2020 and into 2021, there have been a lot of difficult things that I've walked through and that I've accomplished I, from small things that were hard to actual real big life changes that were hard from packing our entire house essentially by myself. Yes, I had two kids help me, but come on, they're kids. So from packing my entire house and then unpacking my entire house to working in a school setting, something that I was always terrified of doing, but kind of always knew that I wanted to do, but always talked myself out of because I didn't think I'd be able to do it. Yeah, that would definitely, you can do hard things. <laughs> All right. We've got a few fun ones here for you. Okay. First up, given your lactose intolerance, mm -hmm. uh, what milk alternative is the best? Almond milk. It is honest to goodness the only quote unquote milk that I can drink that doesn't make me want to puke. Really? It doesn't taste chalky or yeah. Have you tried all the I other milks? I do like soy milk. You tried soy, soy milk? Soy milk is fine. What about uh, oat, oat milk? I've tried oat, oat milk. milk. I've tried oat milk. Oat milk is kind of heavy to me. Mm. And so when I would drink milk, I would drink 1%. I kind of like a watery gotcha. milk. Okay. And so almond milk to me leans more towards. Have you tried coconut milk? Yes. I do not like the flavor of You're coconut right. milk. It's absolutely the at worst. All. Yeah. It's disgusting. Coconut milk is the worst alternative. That probably <laughs> was the biggest disappointment of my life. 100% my entire life. Because I love coconut. Yeah. Love coconut. I love coconut flavored things. I love pina coladas. And so I was like, <laughs> I am definitely going to like coconut milk. Poured myself a big old glass and spit it out because <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. I was, I was all in for it. And I took a big old swig and then I... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Walk over to the kitchen sink. Not good. <laughs> and then your lactose-free milks, like lactate, those kind of things, they all taste very chalky. Mm. I haven't ever tried those kind. Like milk of magnesia. That's what mm. it reminds me of. Mm. And so I can't. <laughs> I just prefer almond milk. Almond milk's pretty good. Yeah. Almond milk's pretty good. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a decent alternative. Not as good as milk, but it's close. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh... <laughs> Every Tuesday night, uh, or most Tuesday nights anyway, we play uh, Among Us. 
Y'all haven't been on in a bit, or you yeah. haven't been on in a bit. Yeah. Um, but the question came up, who is your favorite player on our Among Us Nights and why? Um, okay, so I'm going to put in the stipulation that I can't say myself. Right. You or Topher. Oh, you could totally say me. No. <laughs> um, I'm, Everyone knows I'm the best. No. Actually, Topher might be the best one. <laughs> the kid's devious. Although, I'll probably talk about this, I think, on tomorrow's show, but we did. Chris and I filled him in on his tell because we know his tell mm. in all games. Being his parents, we know. <laughs> and so we told him last night while playing a game, this is your tell, okay? <laughs> so I don't know if how that's going to affect mm. upcoming, upcoming games. Anyway, um, I think, honestly, I have a tie between two. Okay. Um, silver mm -hmm. and, of course, Oriole. <laughs> um, Oriole, to me, is like... My brother. That That's what I feel like. I feel like I've got a brother in the game with me that even when he is imposter, I know he's got my back. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever killed him or he's ever killed me. Mm, I really don't think no, we have. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure that's happened. I know. If it has, very rarely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like... I, I don't know. I got like a protector in the game. <laughs> um, but with silver, so there have been a few times where I have, while not actually being in playing the game, I've watched her on Twitch. Mm -hmm. And so watching her and hearing her voice and hearing her talk while playing the game, I can now when we're playing, like visualize her and mm -hmm. see her. And so I think I've pretty much picked up on her tells as well. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple from her, yeah. Yeah. A couple from you, too, I have. Memorized. Really? Yeah. But see, it's harder, I think, because I don't stream. You can't see me. Right, that's right, right. Like, that's the benefit of someone streaming is yeah. because we can pick up, we can learn their tells oh, just yeah. by watching that's them. That's happened so many times where someone's like, yeah, I remember watching this with when Radio Matt did this. So when I saw him do it again, I just assumed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, exactly. that's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I love, I love playing with Silver and I love hearing. It's just nice to have another mom there, mm. you know, in the mix. Yeah. She's always. Dealing with her kids. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. But our lives aren't over just because we're moms. Right. You know, we can still have fun. But okay, I, this is me. the thing. I <clears throat> I don't like this question because as I say Oriole and Silver, then I'm like, okay. But I also really like Rye Guy. And Rye Guy, he's so genuine. It's I, so cool. I know. I, I, love, I love that he so has much. learned to lie through the game. <laughs> Sometimes. Well, yeah, but. This last week, the poor guy, he got imposter like eight times and he got voted out every single time. Oh. <laughs> poor Rye Guy. His, his clip in the collection of uh, highlights was just him getting voted out time after time after time saying, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't do anything. Help me be Player, guys, just tell me what I'm doing wrong. He's he's a reckless killer. 
Yeah. Like, he gets caught he really too is. much. He, I will say that. Being paired with him as imposter a couple times, I will say I'm like, oh, seriously. But you know but he's what he's really a, good at? Such a fun guy, though. Once he dies and he's still imposter, he's really good at, you know, having the other imposters oh, yeah, back. Yeah. And still doing, still doing his yeah. ghost imposter duties. Yeah. Because I don't know. He got that one. That I feel like that game is still epic. That might be the most epic game that we've all ever played. Where we, he and I were imposter. He got voted out that very first round because he got caught killing. <laughs> and then I end you up. still pulled it off. Yeah. 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 Those are the hardest games, too. And yeah. the whole time, oh. I wish there is a part of me that would really, truly like to stream while I'm playing only because you can see everything all over my face. Like I'm shaking. My eyes are about to pop out of my head. Like I'm always checking my pits because I'm sweating. It's bad. Like I am always freaking out when I'm not imposter, when I'm a crewmate, I'm just sitting there and I'm chilling and I'm playing. No big deal. This is fun. Having a blast. And then I'm imposter and I'm like, <laughs> right. It is so much pressure. So much pressure. <laughs> worried about dying i'm worried about killing right. <laughs> it's it's like it feels like you're doing this in real life like you have yeah. to kill someone and get yeah. away with it exactly That's that much pressure it really is <laughs> it really is <sighs> oh that's funny okay okay have you ever played a sport Mm-hmm. i have if so what's your favorite memory um so i played softball Sorry, I had to burp. I played softball from second grade until sixth grade. Oh, wow. And then in sixth grade, I started cheerleading and cheered until high school. Um, with softball, I think my favorite memory, there's probably two. Um, I got roped into playing softball somehow. I think that my best friend in second grade her parents were the coaches of the team and mm. they were a couple people short. So she was like, please play. Well, I had zero athletic ability. <laughs> um, and they found that out very quickly. So I sat the bench for most of that first <laughs> they year. Didn't, they didn't even put you in the outfield. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was actually in the outfield, but when I wasn't, I was on the bench. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> And I can remember eating sunflower seeds, and my I was with my friend Bobby Joe. Yes, that Bobby was her Joe. name. Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe. And we were, I don't know why she was, actually I do, she had broke her arm. That's why she was on the bench. I was going to say, I don't know why she was on the bench, because she was really good. Mm. Um, she had broke her arm, we were both on the bench, and we were eating sunflower seeds, and taking the seeds out of the shell and planting them in the dirt, in the dugout, hoping that they would grow. <laughs> so that's, that's one of our, one of my memories. Also, um, I was thrown out of the game because <laughs> I, what? What? this was a couple years later, probably fourth grade, um, when they actually allowed me to play, <laughs> um, I, when I would hit the ball, I would chuck the bat behind me as hard and as far <laughs> as I could because I was running. Yeah, I was getting to first base. You were not going to 
get me out. No way, shape, or form you were getting me out. And so I would hit that ball and then throw the bat behind me and hit the catcher, the umpire. Oh, and gosh. so, yeah, I can remember being told, you cannot throw this bat again. If you throw this bat, you're out. You're not playing the rest of the game. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. And it's one of those things that I, I didn't even realize I was doing it. Right. You know, it was just a kind of heat of the moment. Hit the ball. I made contact. It's going in the outfield. Bat's gone. I'm running. And then the second I threw it that last time, I was like, I just kind of stopped dead in my tracks and looked back. And they're like, you're out. And I was like, oh, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, oh, yeah, that's sad. That is probably my favorite. <laughs> just drop the bat. Yeah. Don't throw it. Just drop it. But that's, <laughs> it takes so much more time to hit the ball. Just let it fly out after you hit it. <laughs> Place it gently. On I the know. Ground. Run. <laughs> See, you lose all momentum from the time that you hit to running. By stopping and slowly oh, placing gosh. the bat on the ground. What? Just, you know I'm coming to bat. Move out of the way. <laughs> Here's the swinger. Everybody move. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, all right, next question. What music has inspired you the most? Everybody knows this one. <laughs> but I want specific artists. Oh, good grief. <laughs> Um, okay, so growing up, I actually listened to a lot of Dave Matthews, a lot of Dave. You don't know who Dave Matthews band is? I know who Dave Matthews is. I'm a Dave fan. All right. Oh, true fans call him Dave. Uh, it's a community reference. No, um, <laughs> but I, I didn't, I just didn't expect that. that of, oh yeah. Yeah. Dave Matthews, Jack Johnson, John Mayer. Jack Johnson, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah. Love me some Jack Johnson. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. I Growing up, I, well, I shouldn't say growing up. That was high school. Growing up, it was more like Wilson Phillips, because that's what my mom listened to. <laughs> Beach Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... I don't know that I can say that one specific type of music or even one specific artist has inspired me any more than another. Because there will be times still where I'm having a specifically hard kind of day. You know, it's hard in a very specific certain way mm -hmm. where I will turn on a specific type of music. If I am really homesick and missing home, then I will turn on Carolina Beach music which is very random and very out there, but it reminds me of home, Yeah, you know, or I'll listen to Wilson Phillips. That reminds me of my mom. If I'm feeling more intense, then I'm going to listen to Jack Johnson and Dave Matthews. I'm, I need something to chill me out, to lower my emotions, bring me down. If I'm feeling overly angry, I'm putting on DMX. <laughs> did you know that Maybe we, a little did bit you know of that we have a, a DMX song playing on our section? Really? Mm-hmm. Did you know that? <laughs> Obviously not if I said really. <laughs> Sometimes you just play along. I'm so sure. DMX was my first introduction to yeah. rap music, and I actually told Topher this story the other day. 
because my parents were the youth leaders at our church, mm. and my dad would frequently have the boys, the youth boys, over. Oh, right, 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 yeah. For game nights where they had to bring their entire computer. Right, yeah. CPU and all <laughs> to set up on our dining room table. And one of the boys, 100% Scott. 100% nerd right yeah. there, yeah. Yeah, one of the boys, Scott, who was like a big brother to me growing up, he, his huge truck with huge, tri- huge tires pulling up in the driveway blaring DMX. (laughs) And so I always thought Scott was super cool. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I first got my introduction to rap music. Yeah, we have Lord Give Me a Sign in the rotation, Ah. which I've always loved. Yeah. That's one of the best rap songs I remember that were faith-based. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. He tried. He tried, guys. He was trying. He was trying. Um... (laughs) I don't, good grief, yeah. I can't answer that question. <laughs> That's good enough. That's a good enough answer. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Thanks. Uh, I don't know, I don't remember who asked this question, but the question was, should Matt shave his beard? No. Thank you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Tell him why, Mo. Uh, because if Matt shaves his beard, he's going to look like a baby. A giant baby. A little itty bitty <laughs> baby, because he doesn't have any hair on the top of his head Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and without any hair on the lower portion of his head, he would look like a newborn. Mm -hmm. Really big, really fat newborn. All right. Last question here for this segment. Uh, the big one, the biggie. And you kind of, you've kind of touched on this recently in an episode, but, uh, I guess I don't have to answer it. No, we'll just, you need to to expound on it. (laughs) How has the back row, moving into the LTN umbrella affected you. Okay. So I have a thing with labels. Okay. It may have to be a moment at some point. (laughs) I'm not a fan of labels in high school. I was the person who was a friend with everybody. Mm -hmm. I kind of had, I didn't have one group. But because I didn't have one group, I always kind of felt like I didn't have anywhere that I specifically belonged. Yeah. That at any time, any of those groups were going to be like, you don't really belong here. Why are you here? Do you know what I mean? Who invited you? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So for me, when we, when you brought up the potential to move under Love Thy Nerd, which is a label, Mm -hmm. um, I was terrified and I was terrified for that whole high school reason of what are you doing here? (laughs) You don't belong here. Um, because when you think nerd, you don't tend to think me and I don't mean that. I do. (laughs) Well, that's because you know me. But truthfully, if you're going to see a picture of me on my Facebook profile, are you going to, you don't know me, you see my Facebook yeah, profile picture, yeah. are you going to be like, oh, that girl's a nerd? Nah. No, you would, I, and this is why I don't like labels, but I realized that by my looks, I would probably be categorized as like a preppy or, you know, one of the, the preps or the jocks or even though I'm so not, but that's probably <laughs> where I would people would automatically assume I would go probably. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so I, I realized that I realized that judgment is based off of looks initially. 
and that my looks don't point me to belonging in this group of people. And so I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified of feeling like I didn't belong or feeling rejected. And then is that going to affect you in some way? Are you then going to be categorized in the same way? And then the backroom morning show as a whole is going to be like, what are they doing here? They don't belong (laughs) here. They have no place here. So I had a lot of anxiety (laughs) going into Love Thy Nerd. Um, And I I let you in on some of those fears, Mm -hmm. but I also trusted every time that I was like, I don't know, Matt. And you're like, it's going to be fine, Mo. It's going to be fine. I promise. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) we'll see. So I kindly, kindly, kind of blindly trusted you through all of this Um, and have been so, so pleasantly surprised Mm -hmm. at the genuine love that you find in this group of people. And it's something that is so uncommon anywhere else. You know, the rest of the world and any other group, it's easy to like nitpick and point fingers. And I, I, there is none of that in LTN. Yeah. And it's been a breath of fresh air. It has been so nice to be able to see a group of people who know how different they all are, but have one commonality. And it may be a small, you know, a small piece that connects us all, but we're all slightly nerdy. Yeah. Even if you don't realize it, even if you don't think it, you have something in your life that you're nerdy about. You really do. And so because that is our commonality, I feel like Love Thy Nerd chooses to seek out the nerdiness in each person. And then once they figure it out, then they help draw it out of that person. And I just, I don't know. It's been, it's been really cool and really exciting. Um, The only other ministry that I've ever known to be the hands and feet of Jesus, as well as love thy nerd to celebrate recovery. Mm. And so, those two ministries just having such a big part of my life now is just, it's encouraging from a Christian perspective to be able to see that not all Christians are turds. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I don't think I had the same question, but I had a, a similar answer to a different question mm-hmm. in mind. But, um, it's also something that I kind of talked about with Bubba when we were first like testing the waters for this. Mm-hmm. And it was about the fact that like our community for the back row was much larger than LTN's community. Mm-hmm. Like uh, even just comparing the Facebook groups at that time, I think they had a little over 2000 and we were around 7,000. Mm-hmm. You know, we were almost triple how much they had. Or more than triple. So mm-hmm. anyway, a lot. And he said, you know, you've you've built up, you know, quite a a community. Are you sure you want to like switch? <laughs> you know, change over, come under our community umbrella? I mean, you, it seems like you'd be giving up a lot. And one of the things that I said in my show was in my uh, Ask Me Anything show was that that community was big. 
but it quickly changed from the purpose that we had. Like we initially started as a group for the show, but it quickly outpaced it to be a mean group. And very few people in that group actually cared anything about the show. Yeah. (laughs) And so while we have had some loyal fans that have followed us through all the different generations of what Back Row has been, we haven't ever had like a community. Yeah. And like coming into LTN, even though it was smaller, that was something that I told Bubba right away was like, you know, these people don't know us. Most most of the people, I would say 95% of the people that were in that group didn't really know us from anybody else in the group. They mm-hmm. didn't, that's, we weren't why they were there. And they had no interest in, you know, becoming a back row community. They wanted to post memes and joke and argue. And LTN, on the other hand, invested in each other. Mm-hmm. You could tell that they were actually there to build a community. Yeah. And that's exactly what we've seen happen. And play mm-hmm. out, even though the community is smaller in number than what we've come from, and what we have recently left behind as we pass that group on to uh, a couple other folks, we have more connection, built more friendships in this group in the nine months or so that we've been doing this than we had in multiple years. Yeah, with just us doing the back row thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of the biggest things, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the biggest changes for the positive Mm -hmm. because these are, these are legitimate folks. I mean, they're good, they're good folks Uh doing good things. It's weird to me to have so many people that are, uh, I like to say that Tuesdays are my favorite night of the week because, you know, that's when we play among us with Mm -hmm. our, our among us group. Um, but it's like a get together of friends, even though we're not getting together, Right. (laughs) but we get to hang out with our friends. And it's weird that some of these people that I consider friends are people that I don't even know. I've never met face to face. I, if some, I walked, some of them are, are secretive and we don't even know their yeah. real name or picture. Or I mean, like we that. could be walking past them on a daily basis and have no idea right? at all. But the interaction just in that night and throughout Discord throughout mm-hmm. the week and whatever, it's genuine, fantastic friendship. It really I mean, is. It really is. We have a good time playing a game, mm-hmm. sure, but there's a good chunk of time that's also spent... You know, talking about what's going on mm-hmm. and encouraging each other. We had a birthday celebration last week for Lark. <sighs> <laughs> well, happy birthday, Lark. Y'all were at the movies. I missed it. <laughs> What'd you sorry. go see? No, I didn't go. Oh, you didn't go to the movies? No, Topher Cannon, Megan. Topher's oh, the other friend. Megan. Yeah. <laughs> the other Megan. <laughs> um, a group of them went. They went and saw a quiet uh, place, too. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good answer. Thanks. We're going to take one more break. <laughs> Don't go anywhere, because when we come back, Mo will answer one final question. I thought I was done. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome 
What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, one last question for Mo today. What is your favorite Candace Cameron Bure movie, book, or other work? All of it. <laughs> um, so, I think because I'm such a fan, I really do enjoy pretty much everything that she does. She's recently launched an entire clothing line mm. that I really, really like. I just don't have the money for it. <laughs> um, but I've been like, you know what? I could I could spare a couple extra dollars and get a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she does a whole line with Dayspring as well of like home. I don't want to call it home decor, but, you know, coffee mugs and oh, okay, thank okay. you notes and things like things of that nature, which. Yeah. I like those as well. They're very encouraging. The Home and office supplies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but hands down, my favorite thing that she does is her TikTok videos. Won't even lie. What? Yeah. I haven't seen her. Mm -hmm. She is on TikTok. She's my favorite to watch. Uh, she also does, her daughter Natasha does, um, has a whole vlogging thing on YouTube. And every now and then Candace Cameron will get in on Natasha's vlogs and they'll do a questionnaire mm. and those are fun okay cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah anyway well that's going to do it for our show today be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com we've got amazing articles on all things nerdy as well as this show ltn radio and our other podcasts and videos if you would like to directly support our mission to become a financial partner with love thy nerd specifically with ltn radio then please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner and you can choose ltn radio from the drop down menu love thy nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization and your gift is tax deductible Make sure you're following us on all the socials at at the back row LTN at LTN on air and at love thy nerd. And to get more involved with the show and our other projects and to continue the conversation, you can join our discord at backrowdiscord.com. You can also find us hanging out at the love thy nerd community, Facebook group, and at lovethynerd.com slash discord. Did you say croup? I said croup. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, ltnonair.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Back Row Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. All of that helps us out immensely. We'll be back tomorrow morning, and we hope you will, too. Mo, final thought. I don't need to know any more about myself. <laughs> Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. nerd.